For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us again with another daily. Hey, I'm just going to be pretty honest with you today as I do this daily. Um, you know how things, you have plans that you think are going to work and they don't work out and things change. Well, um, somebody else is supposed to do this daily and uh, things changed and they weren't able to. So this is really hot off the press. I'm recording this uh, just close to noon today and you're hearing it now. So in less than uh, 24 hours, uh, I've recorded, Greg has edited, and you get this. So thank you for your patience uh, on, on what we're going to talk about today. Probably be a little bit shorter, but here we go. It's one of my favorite passages um, when it comes to the end of the book of Matthew, and it is the anointing of Jesus at Bethany. And so I want to look at three things at this. I want to look at, first of all, the resources that were expended by the woman. I want to look at the reaction or the, the, uh, the, the reaction of the disciples and in the response of Jesus. So those are the three things that we'll look at. So let's dive in uh, to our passage and let's read the first part. And uh, here it starts in verse 6. Meanwhile, Jesus was in, was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. And while he was eating, a woman came with a beautiful alabaster jar and an expensive perfume and poured it over his head. So I, I want to talk, first of all, about uh, what she was doing. And, and if you've ever kind of looked into this, you will know that this alabaster jar a perfume was, was really uh, a very precious treasure for this woman. More than likely, it was part of her dowry of how she would uh, end up getting married and, and you'd need to give something, and this had been part of it. So this is a very precious uh, gift that she had. And uh, take a look. Go Google alabaster jars, and you'll see how beautiful they are. They are very beautiful. It's, a, it's made out of a, a, a rock. It's very beautiful, and the perfume in it is, is, just, is just gorgeous. And, and, and here's the first thing that I, I want us to see is that, that she took these resources that she had, and she expended them on Jesus. Remember back when we, when I think it was Andrew who talked about the treasure in the field and how the man went and sold everything to get to to get this treasure to grab hold of this treasure, and here you see that this woman is expending everything because she sees that Jesus is worth it, and I'm challenged by that very thought that I look at my resources and am I willing to expend in them for Jesus at the cost that I will never have them again. It's a one and done. She's never going to have this alabaster jar again of per per perfume. It will never be in her favor again, and yet she favors the Lord. And am I willing with my own resources to do that? So that's, I think, the first challenge that I get. Secondly, let's read the reaction of the disciples. In verse 8, it says, The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. Now, I, I'm, I'm not certain if they were really responding in, in such uh, uh, nobleness of, oh, we could have given this to the poor, or if they were looking at these resources and, and, and more of the profit of it 
than, than they were the nobility of, oh, like we could have done this, like we should have done this. And, and uh, we, we, we don't know. But I think, again, there's a challenge in here that when we look around and we see what people are doing with their, with their resources, um, should we be questioning whether they're doing right or wrong, or should we be questioning where are they with Jesus? And this woman, she understood Jesus. She understood the need that was there. She was following, I believe, the Holy Spirit. We get into the last part of Jesus' uh, response to it. and, uh, and that. But, but I think we need to be careful that we're not passing judgment on what is happening within the church. God can be doing some amazing things that aren't in our, our script. It's not in our playbook. And here, it's not in a disciple's playbook. They, they, their playbook will look different, and yet uh, it wasn't what God was up to. So, so how do, would we uh, react to something like this? And our reaction shouldn't be for self-gain or even in, in thinking we're doing the good thing, but we need to be doing the right thing. I, I think I've shared this before with you. I've had this little thing that says, not everything that is good that is, is God, but everything that is God is good. And even though this is a good thing to sell this and give this to the poor, it wasn't a God thing. And we need to remember that. We need to take the good things that we want to do and evaluate them and say, is this a God thing? And in this case, the God thing was to pour out this perfume, your resources, and expend them on Jesus because that's what he was doing. So now let's look finally at Jesus' response. And we'll pick that up in verse 10. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize the women for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not, you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, whenever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. Well, hey, Matthew made sure of that. So did the other gospels make sure of that. It's in here. We do discuss what she has done. Isn't that true? But get what he has said. He, she's done a good thing. You see, she has done, uh, why are you criticizing her? She, she has done what the Holy Spirit has prompted her to do, what God has prompted her to do. She is doing. And Jesus knew what was to come. And he knew that, that his death and burial would come without an anointing, a normal anointing, a normal anointing that would take place when somebody dies. That's you, you would anoint the body. And it wasn't going to happen that way. And Jesus is saying, she's preparing me. Again, Everything that happens in the last part is Jesus revealing that he is the Messiah, revealing his death, and actually revealing his resurrection. He's telling the whole story. He's making it publicly known that this is what's going to happen. And her anointing affirms what is going to take place. And, and, and Jesus, Jesus is saying, listen, we need to be part of what God is doing. And this is what God is doing. My death is coming. I need to be anointed. She is anointing me for what is to come. And, and as we tell the good news, the good news is, is God is always in control. The good news is, is that Jesus has come and he has died for our sins. He, and he rose again. And that's what we're going to celebrate coming into this Easter weekend here is the death and resurrection of Jesus. A great time to celebrate. Hey, thank you for your patience with me. As we looked at these resources, we looked at the reaction and we looked at the response. Jesus is saying, this is good. Let's be about what God is up to because what God is up to is always good. 
I hope you have found some encouragement in this today. God bless you.